is your wake up call. Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that breakfast club. The world's most dangerous morning show. We in the mother. We in the Yo 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 Angela Yee's out. What up, Charlemagne? Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Toronto, what up? What's going on? What's happening? We here. And so Angela went on vacation. Yeah, she went on vacation. Wonder where she went. Ah, yeah. It's 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 interesting watching everybody um. It's in the States. Everybody vac- oh, it's in the States? Okay, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be on Instagram watching everybody on vacation. It seems like everybody goes to uh, Tulum or Jamaica and Turks and Caicos. I see Mexico and Turks and Caicos. Those are the places I've been seeing. Yeah, that's Tulum. That's well, Tulum, I'm, yeah. I'm saying, yeah, I know people Probably go Mexico. all over Mexico, but I see yeah. a lot of people go to Tulum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, good. yeah so Congratulations to vacation. y'all. Yeah. I'm, ha- when, I'm happy for y'all. So when she comes back, I guess she has to quarantine for 14 days. Right? You to stay away from me. Yeah. We in this together. And my man Lil Duval says, we in this together, but stay away from stay away me. Stay away from me. I'm with you. you too, I mean, Angela I haven't gone mixy. anywhere. Charlemagne hasn't gone anywhere. And there's a reason for that. Because <laughs> right. we are nervous and we don't want to catch anything and bring it back to our family. So that's where we've been uh, staying put. Now, did you see the game last night? Uh, up until I didn't want to watch it no more because the Lakers was busting their ass so bad. I, I watched it like the fourth. I watched it the fourth quarter. At the end of the third quarter, I actually turned it off and went upstairs. Now, did you see the first, first quarter of the... The Heat were playing good. They was up 13. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a nice Yeah, they was up 13, but the, the Lakers, they was up 13, but then the Lakers uh, still finished the first quarter up by three. Yeah, I know. So it was, I mean, listen, I, it's, uh, my man Josh, who's my man Josh from Boston, he asked me last night, he said, yo, um, you know who you think will win this series? I said, I, I, I think the Lakers will probably sweep the Heat. I like the Heat. The tough team, but I just, I don't know. I Not for the Lakers. I think the Lakers will sweep them. Right. I think Miami might get squeezed out one, but I think the Lakers will sweep them. But who knows? Who cares? All right. All right. Now, uh, this morning, uh, joining us, we have Congressman Cedric Richmond. He'll be joining Congress us. We'll be talking to him. Yes, Congressman Cedric Richmond, and he is uh, uh, Vice President, Presidential Nominee, Joe Biden's co-chair. Okay. Yes. What does that mean? What does that co-chair I, mean? I have no idea. Okay. You're All the right. second person to ask me that in two <laughs> days. What is a co-chair? I, I don't know. I didn't even think about it. Okay. To be honest with you. Are you still the things. Secretary of Defense of, uh, for Kanye West? I have never been that. Shut up. Stop oh. spreading that lie because people believe that. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining. I've seen it people, online. People say those type of stupid stuff. They hear that, then they repeat it. Oh. Like, right. you know, in uh, 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 my, uh, my comments for, for the next six months, Charlemagne is biased because he's part of Kanye West's campaign. Like, what are you talking about? That's true. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, we're talking about Kentucky uh, Attorney General Daniel Cameron and some things he had to say. So we'll talk about that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Angela Yee's on vacation. So let's get on some front page news. The last night in basketball, the Lakers beat the Miami Heat 116-98. Lakers blew them away. Like I said, Miami Heat had a lead in the first quarter. They were up 13, and they never seen a lead again. 
Now, Sunday's game, football between the Pittsburgh Steelers and Tennessee Titans has been postponed. Now, they believe to either Monday or Tuesday, and that's because of four players and five team staff men- members plus tested positive for COVID-19. So, so are they quarantined for the... They quarantine yeah. for the whole week and then get to play on Tuesday? Yeah, if there's no more positive tests, then uh, they'll get to play on Monday or Tuesday. Now, Kentucky A uh, Attorney General Daniel Cameron, he was granted 48-hour delay in release of Breonna Taylor's grand jury recordings. He originally wanted two weeks. So he spoke to the press yesterday and they asked if he was nervous. That's why he's not releasing or asking for more time to release this audio. No, we're fully confident in the presentation that we put forward. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, it was our responsibility to uncover the truth. I know the truth sometimes will make people uh, unco- uncomfortable. Some in the public had already made a determination about where they wanted to see this case conclude without all of the facts. It was this office's responsibility uh, to find those facts and then have that lead to the conclusions. Stop it, Daniel. Knock it off. I, I saw a picture of Daniel Cameron getting a haircut and super cuts yesterday, and now I really don't trust him. That tells me everything I need to know about him, okay? And I don't understand why Daniel... Yeah, a black man getting a haircut at super cuts? Yeah, that sounds crazy. By a white woman? I don't understand why Daniel is in the way. Like, why is he going so hard to protect law enforcement? If somebody screwed up, they should have to pay for their mistakes. Your job as a leader is to hold folks accountable. So do it. Why why is he in the way for? Now, also, he talks about friendly fire. They believe that one of the... uh, the cops were shot at with friendly fire that they basically shot themselves. Well, this is what he had to say about that. The entry wound for Sergeant Mattingly was to the front of his leg, and the KSP and LMPD, the bullet that was found outside in the foyer, uh, was a Remington round. Uh, so everything indicates that that was a round that was fired uh, by, by Kenny Walker. Uh, this notion that uh, somehow there was a cr- friendly fire or crossfire that hit uh, Sergeant Matt- Mattingly is a is a silly idea. Well, silly is calling it friendly fire. Why do they call it friendly fire? I've heard that term throughout my life. Could somebody explain to me why it's called friendly fire? What's friendly about someone uh, kicking in your door? You thinking it's an intruder, so you shoot to protect your house with any, which any sane human would do, and then they shoot back. That was friendly about that. Well, no, that's not friendly fire. Friendly fire is basically the police officer shooting at somebody, and then they shoot each other. That's friendly fire. We're on the same team, and you shot me by accident. That's that what they call friendly. friendly. Well, that's your man, or that's your team, and he shoots you by accident. That's friendly fire. I never, but by the way, I never heard that um, that theory until Daniel Cameron said it. I never heard anything about the cops shooting themselves. So. Mm. And uh, lastly, we'll just play one more. They talk about the witnesses, uh, one of the witnesses changing their testimony and why that that wasn't as significant as we thought. Well, as it relates to that specific witness, we presented on all of the discrepancies in his testimony. We provided all of that information uh, to the grand jury for them to hear uh, and to process. The fact of the matter is, is that particular witness was in closest proximity as it relates to hearing and, and being able to hear the knocking of the officers and at least one account uh, on, a, on one account he says that he heard uh, the knocking the fact that others did not hear that um, I won't pass judgment on that I don't even know what the hell he's talking about no well, that's the witness uh, changing his testimony and, and the reason why he said the witness changed his testimony. It doesn't matter if the witness had the facts or not. You don't need to, you don't need the facts of what you heard. That's what you heard. You stay by, you stand by what you heard. It doesn't matter that they, oh, well, these facts came out and then this information came out. It doesn't matter. 
the witness why heard that, what they heard. Why is that one witness more credible than the other witnesses that they had, though? I, I think it was like, what, 13, 14 witnesses or something like that? Why the one person? Why you listed that one person as opposed to everybody else with the same story saying that uh, they didn't hear police announce themselves or they didn't hear police knock? Nah. And why, why the person that was in the house, Kenneth, why, why is he not credible? He was in the crib. He would know. All right. Well, they that, that is your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up right now. Again, 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. The phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Envy, what's going on, bro? It's Mello. Mello, what's up, man? Your man iPhone Sim been looking for you, man. He been bugging. You need to talk to him. Nah, son, he's just tight because I moved out of New York. I came back for a day, but I ain't get a chance to link him, son. But I got him. Don't worry about that. Like, you see, y'all a couple. Like, nah, you know, iPhone Sim hit me yesterday. He got a check. You know what I mean? And instead of going to invest it, I looked up. He bought a Rolex for him. He bought a Rolex for his girl. He was Gucci'd out. She was Fendi'd out. And then on the comment, he said, I would have invested, but Envy didn't help me, so I just bought this. I'm like, bro, you got to you gotta do yourself. Son, I ain't even here to talk about that. That's that's between y'all. Oh, no, no. That's your, that's your man's. Yeah, that's, that's my brother. Forget that. That's my brother. That's my brother. Y'all sound like a couple. I ain't going to lie to you. Yo, yo, Charlotte, yo, did you did you ever did you ever fulfill six nines um, wishes or no? Stop, stop. No, him. he didn't. He, he beat the case. I mean, he didn't beat the case. He lost the case. He, nah, bro. Compared to sixty-seven years and one year in the crib, nah, you beat the case. Bro, no, a sentence is a sentence. Okay, beating the case no. means you didn't get sentenced to nothing. But anyway, what are you here for, sir? Man, I'm enough, about, enough about us sucking. Wow. What do you mean us? <laughs> no, no, no. What do you mean us? You yeah. Mean, what do you mean us? <laughs> You do you you keep that lesson to yourself, man. Continue though. Nah, honestly, I want to talk about that whole debate situation. Like, what was that about? Like, as far as Trump, instead of saying "Don't do it," he just said "Stand by." Now, for where I'm from, "Stand by" means wait for further instructions. Like, absolutely. Like, so we're just gonna sit there and like ignore the fact that that's what he said. And then on top of that, Biden, like Charlotte said, you are worse. You are the worst person for running for president. Like you, you just don't know how to do it. Like it's horrible. Then, on top of that, he's sitting there talking about all the things he's going to do as president. Like you didn't have eight years to do that as vice president. Like this is just crazy, son. Well, like, <laughs> these are the options we have presented. So act accordingly on November third. First of all, didn't Roddy would say I'm a 2020 president candidate? Like, bro, where you at? Please come here. Come get. You would vote for. Place. You would vote for Roddy Rich over Joe Biden or Donald Trump. <laughs> I, he said he's a 2020 president candidate. I'm evaluating all the options. That's all I'm saying, man. Wow. I get it. Hey, Says a lot about America. Well, Mello, you be day, safe sir. out there, man. Go find iPhone, man. And make sure your mouth's wet. Have a good one, man. Daniel Hernandez, make sure your mouth wet. <laughs> you guys flirt so much. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent or you're having secret fantasies like uh, Mellow and Charlemagne, whatever it may be, call us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. 
Hello, who's this? Megan. Megan, what's up? Get it off your chest. Um, I just want to get some opinion from you guys. I recently Talk got to me, dumped. Megan. What's up, Megan? I got dumped, yes, I got dumped yesterday, oh. and he basically told me that it would be awkward that our relationship wouldn't last, and he felt like I was just insecure and I wasn't affectionate. So I feel like it's holding somebody down and being there through everything from jail repost, all this, how can you just let something go like that? And then on top of that, you being around my child. How long y'all was together? Um, we was together for a year. He put me, he told me to wait on him for over half of a month. I waited on him. I asked him to go back out with me. He asked me back. Then we was together for like a week. And then all of a sudden, boom, he get his car, he out my life. Damn. Well, I have to tell you, uh, you know, sometimes rejection is God's protection. So if it was meant to be, y'all would have been together. But being that it's not meant to be, you should just look at the bright side and say, maybe God is protecting you from something. Clearly, he's not the one. No matter how good that penis was, no matter how much he loved you or you thought he loved you, uh, it, he just wasn't the one. And it's crazy because I prayed and prayed and prayed. I mean, we went through hell and back. I just don't understand how you could just avoid me. And then I have to have somebody call you just to answer my call. Well, baby, what you just said. You prayed, you prayed, you prayed, and God gave you the sign, mama. That's right. God removed removed him from your life. Oh, after the fact. Yes, after. I used to have him praying together. He was on the right track. But it was people in his family that didn't even want him with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, well, how when I'm the only one that's there? Man, like I said, rejection is is God's protection sometimes. You don't know what God protecting you from. You can look at my snap and not talk to me. So if you done with me, why watch me? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe you just ain't look as good on Snap as he's used to. Oh, stop it, Mama. Just just, just, just block him from Snap and, and move on, man. He's now for you. He disrespect you. You don't want him back, all right? I'm just saying, I, you know, I, I'm on your side and I love you and I appreciate you, but I'm telling you, if he was looking at your Snap and still dumped you, you might want to go do some it. cardio or something. You have a good one, Mama. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Eric. Good morning. What's up, King? My, this is Charlemagne. Listen, brother. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Ease up on Biden, man. You're fascinating this character. I agree with the young lady that called yesterday. It's easy or, man. Duh. But I think y'all are, I think y'all are ridiculous as humans thinking that we can't, we can't critique somebody, talk about their flaws, talk about their imperfections, and still vote for them. We got to stop this go-along just to get along stuff. You going to lie to people? How you keep people honest? How you keep people honest if you're not telling them the truth? A lot of poor people that need him, bro. You don't. It's a lot of geeks. That's not true. Need him, bro. That's they not, need you, Biden you, you, because he's going to do more. He's going to do more for the people that's in need that's dying. Can I ask you a question? Ain't gonna do he's proven that. Can I ask you a question? He's not going to do anything. Can I ask you a question? I know Trump isn't going to do anything. I know Trump isn't going to do anything. But how do you keep a politician honest? How do you make sure that a politician does everything he says he's going to do if we're afraid to critique him? You can still critique Joe Biden and vote for him. Because guess what? After he gets in the White House, after after he gets in the White House, we're going to need somebody to stay on his ass and make sure he helps those same people we saying he, that he's promising he's going to help. Let's apply pressure. But let's support getting him in there. At least he's committing to doing something for us. Trump All right. ain't doing anything. You know why? You, you know, you know, you know why Joe Biden? You know why Joe Biden committed to doing something for us? Because we've been applying pressure. We were applying pressure about him picking a black woman running mate. We were applying pressure about him having a black agenda. 
Huh? Thank you for not, calling, man. We want people to go over there and vote for Trump. Let's get him in who, who, Who's doing that? Guys, this is a, a four-hour show. I don't know if you guys know. And who's, who's influencing people to vote for Trump? And I'm going to tell you the other thing. Not only, not only do I apply pressure because I want Joe Biden to do what he said he's going to do, I want Joe Biden to do things that's going to make people get off their ass and vote in November. Because guess what? 4.4 million people who voted in 2012 stayed home in 2016. A third of them were black. And a lot of those people still feel like candidates like Joe Biden aren't doing enough or saying enough in regards to their interests. So, yes, I'd be on Joe Biden's ass and Senator Harris's ass about putting things out there for us as a people. So on November 3rd, we ain't got no excuses. All right. Get it off your chest. Y'all so scared of the white man. Why y'all be scared of the white man? Now we got rumors on the way. We'll tell you who just picked up a $36 million home, two guest house, swimming pool, tennis court, and Bel Air. We'll tell you about it. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, how about this, Charlemagne? LeBron James just paid $36 million for a new home in L.A. Now, check this out. Now, this home, he makes $37 million a year from the NBA, but he bought this house for $36 million. It's a Beverly Hills mansion. It's 9,100 square feet. It has two guest homes, swimming pool, tennis court, two and a half acres, and they said the views are crazy. They said the previous owner is soap opera royalty, Lee Phillip Bell. You know who that is? Mm-mm. She's the one that created both The Bold and the Beautiful and The Young and the Restless. Oh, she's a whole legend. She done kept our grandparents entertained for years. Salute to her. Yeah, she passed away, and the estate had the house, and they sold it to LeBron James. Well, sounds to me like LeBron James isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Sounds yeah. like L.A. will be... <laughs> sounds like the kids will be growing up in L.A., graduating from L.A., all of that good stuff. Salute to yeah, and that's And that's his third home in L.A. that he owns currently. Now, uh, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, they shared some devastating news yesterday. They lost their third child. Uh, Chrissy put on Instagram, we are shocked and in the kind of deep pain you only hear about, the kind of pain we've never felt before. We were never able to stop the bleeding because she talked about the bleeding and give our baby the fluids he needed despite bags and bags of blood transfusion. It wasn't enough. So That's horrible. Sad. I can't imagine. I don't want to imagine. I mean, you know, you carry a baby for eight, nine months. You, you start doing all the preparations. You mm-hmm. probably got the room ready. You got toys. People sending you stuff on the registry. And then that happens. That, that's that's got to be beyond heartbreaking. Yeah, you don't, you don't, well, I didn't necessarily realize how hard it was to have a child, when, especially because I have so many and it was so easy until we tried to have uh, Brooklyn, which was the last one. And right before Brooklyn, you know, Gia and I had a miscarriage. It wasn't as late, but it was, it was more difficult than before. And we, you know, it was, we, we understood and we, we've heard so many stories of women having miscarriages and, and didn't know how to take it. So it is a big thing. So definitely praying for John Legend and Chrissy Teigen. 100%. On the other note, uh, another note, Usher welcomes uh, a daughter, Sovereign Bo Raymond. So we got to congratulate to Usher. And Who's also Usher? Kevin Hart and wife Aniko. They uh, welcome their baby girl, Kaori My Heart. So congratulations to them. Salute to the hearts. Drop on the clues, bonds for the hearts. That's life, man. That's life and that's death. <laughs> Sadly. You know? Yeah. But, you know, prayers up for John Legend and Christy Teigen. Mm-hmm. And prayers up for Usher and... You know, his family and Kevin and Aniko and their family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Praise up for everybody. Now, also, I don't know if you watched the show. I, I really love the show. It's called Storage Wars. Do you ever watch that? No. 
Well, it's in uh, a storage container that, well, how Storage Wars works is they pretty much uh, auction off storage containers when people don't pay it. So when people die or they don't have money and they don't pay the storage containers anymore, they auction it off and you never know what's inside. So one person purchased a storage container. It had, uh, it was all Kobe Bryant memorabilia. So it was like 35 pairs of shoes. It was jerseys. It was Lakers practice gears. There was a, a Lakers all access badge that said Mamba. There was tax paperwork and more. They believe it was probably Kobe, one of Kobe Bryant's storage containers. So uh, the lady had bought it and found out that Vanessa Bryant really wanted information and really wanted the stuff that was in there. So uh, the reps reached out to the person that purchased it and they gave it back. So that was pretty God cool. bless her. All that stuff back. Yeah. God bless her. Did she give it back for free? They didn't say. They said a number of personal items, worn items, and paperwork were so old. Well, they were sold directly back to the Bryant family, so it was sold. Interesting. I wonder. I wonder if you was in that situation, would you sell the memorabilia back to the family, or would you just give it back to the family? I'm not. I'm gonna be honest with you. The type of person I am, I would have just given it back to the family, only because it doesn't it necessarily cold. feel. It doesn't feel like it belongs to me. Correct. And plus, you know, due to the circumstances of of, of Kobe's tragic passing. I would have just given it back to the family personally. That's me. Yeah, but the person who because when sometimes when they do these storage containers, you don't know how much a person has. So if you pay three thousand for this container, you might not have the money. You might invest it all in getting it back, though. Listen, I'm not mad at the woman for what she did. Or the person, or he, was it a woman, or a guy, or a girl? I don't. I didn't hear that part. Uh, it was well, well, the person's name was Renee, but Renee could be a woman or a man, but it was a woman. Well, woman. I'm, I'm not mad at Renee for, you know, whatever she decided to do with Kobe's memorabilia. I'm just saying what I think I would do in that situation. I'm not mad at, at what, 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 what Renee did, though. Okay. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. We'll tell you about Donald Trump and them proud, them good old proud boys. So we'll talk about it when we come back. I'm a black and proud boy. It's the I'm a black group. and proud boy. Well, you ain't one of those good old proud boys. So we'll talk about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Come on. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line. We have Congressman Cedric Richmond. Welcome, brother. Good morning to you. How are you this morning? How you doing Cedric, this morning? what's up, King? We had a very entertaining debate last night. <laughs> do, you, do you think it was productive? Uh, no. Uh, I, I really don't. I think that the vice president went in and wanted to debate issues and show the American people the difference between he and his opponent, but I don't think he got that chance. And then it just turned into an unfortunate freefall with just blatant lies. And, and you know, you saw it. And what, what is your actual role in the, the Biden campaign, Cedric? Like, I know you're, you're, you know you represent Louisiana in the second congressional district in the House of Representatives, but what's your role in the Biden campaign? I'm co-chair, and uh, I've been co-chair since the, the day we launched, and now we have some other co-chairs, but for a long time, it was just us, uh, Steve Rochetti, the chair, and I, the entire uh, primary. But I've, I've been there uh, from the beginning at the inner circle, uh, helping guide the campaign and, of course, uh, set policy and uh, priorities. What are some things about Joe Biden that you, you think that people don't know that they should know? when coming up to this election day? The first thing I say is, you know, he is who uh, he appears to be, and that is a person who cares. Uh, he's not a person that is right 100% of the time and, and that is perfect, but he is a person who strives to get things right and he strives to help other people's lives. So 
what I was amazed about is as we started this campaign, we would go places and we would work rope lines. So after he speaks at an event with a couple hundred people, uh, they all come up and he will not leave until he shakes every hand and listens to every story. And if there's a kid who stutters, he's going to get his personal phone number and he's going to call him later to say, look, I stuttered. You can still achieve anything you want to achieve. If he runs into a woman with cancer, he's going to talk to her about uh, the progress we're making with the cancer moonshot and the fact that he lost a son to cancer and that, you know, he's thinking about her and he may drop her a note or call her. The point of it is, you know, in politics, uh, you know, you see people, but you don't get to know them. And watching mm-hmm. him that he really, really cares was, you know, a pleasant surprise in terms of politicians. So, you know, that's what I think people really should know is that he cares and he wants to improve the lives of others. Well, how, though? Because, like for any black person who feels like, you know, they want to stay home in November. Right. Because, you know, we talk about the four point four million people who voted in 2012 that didn't show up in 2016, a third of them were black. And you know, everybody's saying, oh, voters already got their mind made up. They know they're going to go Biden. They know they're going to go Trump. What about the person who doesn't feel like they want to vote at all? What is the one thing you would tell that black voter they should show up for? Well, show me, you, you're right. And, but it's not just the black voter who will stay at home. It's also that black voter in 2016 that voted for Jill Stein or the third party candidate because Hillary nor Trump were good enough. And so we're talking to both of them. So here's that short answer, and especially for black people. It's about being co-architects of our own future. And so that means a uh, presidential plan that will, on day one, triple funding the Title I schools, which means those schools in affluent neighborhoods that have $23 billion more of funding than schools in our neighborhood, we level that playing field uh, from day one. And then we go on to do a whole bunch of things. And look, I just have to say this. We have a, an aggressive criminal justice reform platform. We have an aggressive police reform platform. But those are not the only two things that African-Americans think about in this country. It is about economic empowerment. Black right. men want to be good fathers. Black men want to be heads to their household. And so we have to talk about entrepreneurship. We have to talk about how to uh, give access to capital. We have to talk about college education and making sure it's affordable. So then you look at the $70 billion that we want to put into uh, HBCUs or the home ownership program we want to do, which would allow black people to pass wealth on from generation to generation. And then I'll just close with this, Charlamagne. We're also, the pledge was to make sure that we have the most diverse cabinet in the history of the United States, because what we do know is that we're not going to impose our beliefs on the black community. We want black thought leaders at the table help devising how to empower black people, not other people telling black people how to empower black people, but black people doing it. You know, you know, last night was a 90 minute debate. And with everything facing black people in America just this year in 2020, they spoke on race for like 103 seconds. Why aren't our issues better represented? Well, first of all, it was BS from the start. And this is not the Biden position, so I just want to be clear about this. This is Cedric Richmond's position. For Chris Wallace, to, in the subject matters, lump race and violence together is offensive and racist from the start. So when we got the chart saying the subject matters we will cover, so it was like COVID, unemployment, Supreme Court, race slash violence. Mm. Mm. That's leading. That's leading. 
and, and that's just the type of, of things that we kind of deal with. But, uh, look, people are still in this country uncomfortable talking about race. They're uncomfortable talking about systematic racism. They're uncomfortable talking about white supremacy. We saw what Trump did last night with that question. But this country is still, even after the George Floyd uh, inflection point, they're still uncomfortable talking about it. And so that's why you see just such a small portion of time dedicated to race or black issues, let alone no conversation about equity. And so uh, that's where we find ourselves. What what did you think about uh, when President Trump brought up Joe Biden's son and some of the things he said about his son, you know, being hooked on drugs and being kicked out of the army? Uh, what? How did he say it? He was like, uh, well, I, how, honor, did you, how did you this, feel? Dishonorable discharge. Dishonorable discharge. Use. One, I think that that part is incorrect. But the main point that Hunter Biden uh, suffered from substance abuse and was uh, addicted to drugs was true, and the vice president admitted it. But in a country right now where we have an opioid crisis facing this country to still dehumanize or pick on people because of a substance abuse problem, I think shows why he should not uh, be president. And so whether it's opioids or, or other drugs, America has a substance abuse problem, and we have a plan to address uh, opioid addiction and others. And it just shows that this president is not ready to lead. But it also shows that Vice President Biden, you know, he's honest and, and he admitted it. As hard as it was to look at the camera knowing that your grandkids are watching, that Hunter's mm-hmm. children are watching, uh, he had and he did admit that their family has dealt with that and he beat it and he's proud of them. So just like in our communities, look, we all have that relative that we know is addicted to something and we don't stop loving them. Uh, what we do is try to double down and continue to uh, help them, even if it's hard. Hi, we got more with Congressman Cedric Richmond. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Angela Yee's on vacation, so let's get in some front page news. Now, in sports, last night the Lakers beat the Miami Heat. They lead the series 1-0. The score was 116-98. to Did you see the game? Uh, I saw the first three quarters, and then I went to sleep because the Lakers was busting their ass. So, definitely. Uh, busting I, their ass. I, I, I think I, I can see the Lakers sweeping Miami, especially after I don't know how serious Jimmy Butler's injury is, and um, uh, Bam got Bam was injured last night, and uh, somebody else from the Heat got got an injury. I don't know how serious those injuries are, but I can see the Lakers sweeping. Heat. All right, and also Sunday's game between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans has been postponed to either Monday or Tuesday, assuming no more positive tests from now until game time. So uh, we'll see if that has to be uh, moved or if they will play that actual game. Now, your president, during the debate, he talked about white supremacy, and this is what he said. I would say almost everything I see is from the left wing, not from the right so wing. So what, what, you you what are you saying? I'm, I'm willing to do anything. I want to see well, peace. Then do it, sir. Say I'm, it. Do it. Say it. What do you want to call him? Give me a name. Give me a white name. White supremacist and right like me to condemn? White supremacists and right Proud boys, right boys stand back and stand by. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Somebody's got to do something about Antifa and the left. Antifa's an idea, not an organization. Oh, you got it. Not militia. That's what his oh, idea. FBI director Gentlemen. said. Um, I, I don't know anybody 
who's a part of Antifa. When I hear Antifa, I think that's Monifa's cousin. Matter of fact, Antifa sounds like insurance. I would just think as a black person, I would know at least one person who's a member of Antifa. I don't know anybody that's in Antifa. Do you? I don't. I don't. Yeah, I would think I would think I would know at least one Antifa member. I don't know anybody that's a member of Antifa. Only time I hear Antifa is from the mouth of them white people. Well, yesterday he was asked about the Proud Boys. So I guess the Proud Boys, are they a white supremacy group? What, what, are, what are the Proud Boys? I have no idea. I, I don't know. Like, you know they're they classified as a far-right extremist, uh, extremist group, but I don't, I don't know who they are. Bunch of white people that need to stay out my way. Goddamn Sounds right. Sounds like me. Yeah, well, when was asked about the Proud Boys yesterday, this is what he said. I don't know who the Proud Boys are. I mean, you'll have to give me a definition because I really don't know who they are. I can only say they have to stand down, let law enforcement do their work. As people see how bad this radical liberal Democrat movement is and how weak, the law enforcement's going to come back stronger and stronger. I've always denounced any form of any of that you have to denounce. But I also, Joe Biden has to say something about Antifa. It's not a philosophy. These are people that hit people over the head with baseball bats. I don't, he, he didn't say stand by this time. Um, no, I don't know anything by. about the Proud Boys. I've heard about them, like, but are they like are they like a secret organization? Are they open with the banging? Okay, what have they done? Do they have a sign, a symbol, a dance? Like, how do they identify themselves? I don't know. What, what kind of dance would they have? Like a cowboy dance? Like, what kind of dance are you I, expecting? I, I, I have no idea, but I tell you what, uh, Proud Boys, don't let your president cause you to get your head busted, okay? Not to mention, one of the Proud Boy members I read about, uh, his name was Alan Swinney. He was 50 years old. You're not a boy. You're a whole grown-ass man, okay? And those yes, bones and wounds, those bones and wounds not going to heal the way they used to, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you're 50 years old running around here talking about you a proud boy. All right. All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, Congressman Cedric Richmond will be joining us. He's the co-chair of mm -hmm. Joe Biden's campaign. And what else do we know about Cedric Richmond, Charlamagne? Uh, Cedric Richmond is uh, a congressman. He's a congressman from Louisiana. Mm -hmm. All right. And he's a brother, so we'll talk to him when we come yeah, back. Yeah, he goes, right? he goes, he, he goes, he goes viral a lot because he be, he, he be, he be snapping on folks. But uh, Cedric, Cedric is a good person to have a conversation with. He's, okay. he's, he's, he's basically the coach. Here. He's like the second, uh, maybe maybe second in command. I don't know. He's, he's, okay, so he's he high up there in the Biden campaign. campaign. Okay, yeah. all right. So we'll talk to him when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. And next hour. Since uh, Angela Yee is not here, ask, ask C and E. So if you need relationship advice or any ask type of what? advice, you can start to get you can start getting on the phone lines right now. All right. So if you need, why would you any, ask us anything? We don't know who the co-chair is. We don't know what a co-chair is. We don't know what a proud boy is. We don't know nobody Antifa. What would oh, they got, ask us? We got eight kids between us both. You know, you've been married a, a long time. I've been married a long time. It's, it's, I think we know a couple of things, don't you think? Okay. Okay. All right. I'm with that. All right, so we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Gee, Charlamagne Tha We are The Breakfast Club. Right now, we're kicking it with Congressman Cedric Richmond, who's also the co-chair of Joe Biden's campaign. Charlamagne? So, Cedric, do you think we should have more debates? Because I don't think we should. I think it's pointless. Just me, not the campaign. Uh, I would not uh, debate Trump again without a, a fact checker, but... Uh, when you're the, the candidate, uh, if there's a, a match, you're going to show up and you're going to get in, into the ring. But I think that they have to make some real changes to that format. Look, my grandmother always told me, never argue with a fool. Because mm -hmm. from a distance, you can't tell who's you the tell fool. You tell who's who. Yep. And so if you jump in that ring and all hell breaks loose like it did 
it really diminishes you because you're, whether you want to or not, you're going to be taken down to his level. And so uh, I do have uh, that real concern. You know, another question I'd love for you to give me some clarity on, because um, I thought this was going to be a slam dunk for him to nail Trump on the $750 in taxes that he paid. But Trump flipped it and said it was Obama's policies that enabled him to get a $73 million tax refund. So so was it Obama's stimulus policies that led to the Obama IRS writing a check back to Trump? Because Biden didn't dispute that. No, it, it, it wasn't. It was the fact that the system has always been rigged uh, for those who can uh, write off expenses, defer depreciation, and uh, do all of those things. Now, were there some things in the Obama tax bill that uh, Donald Trump was probably able to take advantage of? Absolutely. But remember, we were coming out of the worst recession than the Great Depression. We were trying to jumpstart an economy. So we had not only the stimulus package, the American uh, Recovery and Reinvestment Act, we also did or they did at the time, uh, some creative stuff in taxes to keep businesses afloat, keep people employed, which is why uh, you saw towards the end of their uh, presidency uh, record job growth and us turn it around, which Donald Trump squandered. But for an American president to stand up there and be gleeful and boastful about the fact that uh, he's rich and he doesn't pay taxes when he pays less taxes than a school teacher, all the frontline workers that are out there risking their lives. I thought that was just an insult uh, to injury. And so, uh, you know, that's partly why the first thing we want to do is repeal the Trump tax cuts and invest that money into other things that will improve the lives of the other 99% and not the top 1%. I agree with that, but isn't it hypocritical to nail try to nail somebody for something that an administration you was a part of implemented? Well, it goes back further than that. And no, I, I don't think it's uh, hypocritical. You know, if you look at the whole article, uh, there are a whole bunch of things that Trump took advantage of. So if we cannot rely on Trump's assertion that he used the Obama-era tax rules to do that, uh, he's a liar and a cheat. And I don't believe his taxes are on uh, the up and up. I think he'll write down uh, whatever he needs to write down, like the $70,000 on hair or whatever uh, that mess was in order to take uh, a deduction or a break. You know, Trump is telling his folks to show up to the polls. You know, he said that last night. He actually told some of his supporters to go to the polls and basically disrupt things, you know. But Democrats are telling folks to do mail-in ballots and absentee ballots. What is more effective? Look, I am stressing where you have early in-person early vote. Uh, that's what uh, I'm pushing because, one, you can social distance, the lines are not that long, and there's no doubt that uh, your vote counts. And so with mail-in ballots, which is accurate, you know, I don't have a fear there, but I, my fear is that if you don't get the form exactly right, that Republicans are going to be challenging your ballot. So you trust mail-in ballots? I do. I trust mail-in ballots, but here's the part that scares me is that Republicans are going to challenge every Democratic mail-in ballot to see if my grandmother uh, left off a line that needed to be filled out. Or in some states where you have to do it in black ink, not blue ink, they'll challenge the ballot. So if you're going to do a mail-in ballot, look, go to YouTube. Uh, we have an IWillVote.com that you can go to to make sure that uh, you fill the ballot out exactly right so that we know that it will be counted. 
And so if you're going to do mail-in ballot, which is safe, uh, just make sure you, you dot all your I's and cross all your T's. Besides fact-checking, which you, you said earlier, uh, after, this, after yeah, last night's debate, what do y'all go back to the drawing board and say, you know what, we have to do this differently. We have to make sure for the next time this has to be done this way. What do y'all talk about to make sure that whatever happened in the last one doesn't happen again? To make sure we don't go to Trump's level. We are classier than he is. And, you know, it's that saying about wrestling uh, with a pig. Uh, you both get muddy, but the pig enjoys it. And making sure that the, the public understands the difference. I mean, this guy still will not own the fact that we have over 200,000 people dead because he's incompetent. He knew, he lied, he covered it up all so that he could protect his economy and protect uh, Wall Street. And so, you know, we're paying a dear price for that. So all of these people that are, are catching hell homeschooling, uh, that's his fault. Those people that are unemployed right now, that's his fault. Those people who have lost a loved one, that is his fault. It is uh, the coronavirus, but it is the Trump uh, incompetence that put us in this position. And I don't think that uh, we talked about that enough last night or made it clear enough that it should have been handled better. We did it with Ebola, and we should have been able to do it with uh, coronavirus. Do you think that the vice president's um, answer or, or non-answer about support he receives from the police will hurt him? No, I, the fact that we don't have a bunch of police union uh, support. I don't think it hurts us. I think that what it means is that after George Floyd, after all of these incidents where unarmed African-Americans found themselves dead or injured, I think that it means that Vice President Biden stood up and spoke his truth, which is this has to stop, that there is systematic racism in policing. And yes, that cost him some support in police unions. However, he That's is- That's the answer though. And he's that was the answer, believe. Cedric. Mm -hmm. That's the answer. Like, why couldn't he reply like that? If he reply like that, people sitting back would be like, oh, yeah, he did speak up for, you know, the, the protesters in the street. He did speak up for unarmed black and brown people. That's why the police won't support him. I want to ask you a couple more questions. How, how can a black person in good conscience be a member of the Democratic or Republican Party? Because I just don't ever feel like our issues, our interests are represented in either. The basic... Uh, principle of the Democratic Party is that we understand that government is here to help people, especially when they can't help themselves. Uh, sometimes people get knocked down where they don't have the capacity to help themselves back up. So whether it was Hurricane Katrina or Rita, Hurricane Sandy, or the wildfires or COVID, where you see an economy destroyed, you see people out of work. Uh, what we believe in as Democrats is, yes, we're going to try to help people uh, lift themselves back up. So that means right now, if we have to expand food stamps, as you know, people would call them like it's a bad thing, then that's what we're going to do because we understand that people are in food pantry lines and it's not their fault. It is the fault of the federal government who couldn't contain coronavirus. If people are unemployed, we're going to expand unemployment benefits so people can pay their rent, their mortgage, or whatever else. Now, the other part is we're going to empower people and give them the ability to chart their own path towards uh, a future. Now, does every party get it right? Is the legislative system a very frustrating uh, system? Absolutely. I enjoyed being a electrician much better than a legislator because when I was an electrician, at the end of the day, I flipped the switch, the fan came on, the light came on, I saw the progress. In uh, the legislature, sometimes you will go years. It took me almost six years 
to repeal the mandatory life sentence for first offense heroin in Louisiana. Six years. Mm. But we got it done in the 52 guys that were doing life for first uh, arrest of distribution of heroin got to come home. And so, wow. you know, it's a, it's a frustrating process, but it's the government we have. And I believe that the Democratic Party truly cares about uplifting people and helping people when they can't help themselves. All right, when we come back, we got more with Congressman Cedric Richmond, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Gee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Right now, we're kicking it with Congressman Cedric Richmond, who's also the co-chair of Joe Biden's campaign. Charlemagne? How many guns do you own right now, Cedric? Especially after hearing Donald Trump tell, you know, the Proud Boys to be on standby. You a Louisiana man. How many guns do you own? Uh, I have one gun, and I'm looking at purchasing another in, in the unfortunate part is I saw I saw a movie the other day and I just decided that with the chaos going on the firearm that that person had that I want so uh, what kind of firearm was this was well, it a desert eagle or four, 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 40 caliber what was it no there well there's two that I, I want uh, one is the judge I don't know if you've ever seen it it's a handgun mm-hmm. it's a revolver that can shoot either a 45 uh, bullet or to shoot, I think, a 401 shotgun shell. And that wow. way, if you're, if you're home, I just go back to that scene in Boys in the Hood where Lawrence Fishburne shoots straight through the front door. If you're coming in my house, I'm going to assume that you are a foe, and I don't want to necessarily have to be the, you know, aim the best. So that revolver with shotgun shells in it, I think, will... It spreads, uh, yeah. Why do people think Democrats are, are anti-Second Amendment? I don't know. Look, the best uh, hunter and shooter in Congress is a guy named Benny Thompson, a black guy from Mississippi. And so I don't know why people assume that we're not for the Second Amendment. But everything has limits. You can't have a bazooka. I mean, it'd be cool to own a bazooka, but you can't. And so you can't have an M-16. So at some point, uh, weapons are weapons of mass destruction, not the Second Amendment. Uh, And think about this. When they wrote the Second Amendment, there was no such thing as the AR-15. There was no such thing as the M-16. So the framers of the Constitution were not talking about guns that could cause that much carnage in such little time. So, right. uh, you know, I don't know why, but to have some reasonable uh, gun reform, like cho- closing the Charleston loophole, where this kid sat in that church and he said the people were so nice to him that mm-hmm. he had second thoughts before he murdered them. And you mean to tell me we can't just, if your background check doesn't come back in 72 hours, you have to have that gun? Well, let me just tell you something from my neighborhood. The person who needs a gun immediately is the person that shouldn't have a gun. Because something is wrong if you want a gun and you cannot wait to get it. And so uh, those are the types of things I think we just have to talk to the American people that it's just common sense. And so, you know, I don't know why Democrats get the, uh, probably because we let them say it. You know, if you let people say stuff over and over again, people will start to believe it. It's why Muhammad Ali always said he was the greatest. Reporter asked him why. He said, if I say it enough, people will believe it. Yeah, that's my. That's always my biggest issue with the Democrats is the messaging. You know, and like that's why I thought the the debates would have maybe, you know, done Vice President Biden some good. But do you think people who viewed the debate gained any clarity or answers? No. Yeah, I do. I think they they gained some answers around. Uh, COVID-19 and his incompetence and the fact that he still does not have a plan 
for how you open back up uh, government. He has this make-believe. And I thought one of Biden's uh, good lines was when he jabbed him on the fact that he said drink disinfectant or bleach. I mean, this, bleach, right. this president has no clue in how to handle the pandemic because he and his circle of friends, they made about $300 billion during this pandemic. Our circle of friends, they're hurting. And so I think that that was uh, one of the biggest differences in the debate, besides the fact that this president can't condemn uh, white supremacy and he's going to rush through a Supreme Court pick that is adverse to Roe v. Wade. But you know what question all of his Supreme Court, Court picks do not answer? Brown versus Board of Education and other issues, Miranda. All of those cases and most of the gains that we made during the civil rights movement came from the Supreme Court. So this, that means the Supreme Court can reverse them. And I don't trust uh, this president and his private conversations or his agenda. Gotcha. Just my final question. How do you think the outcome okay. of this debate helped or harmed Biden? Because even when I was watching, you know, cable news last night, <clears throat> CNN, they were saying, like, he, it's not like Biden was good. It's just that Trump was so bad. A lot of people thought that uh, Vice President Biden would not be able to hold his own, would not be able to stand up. And I think he did that last night, and he, he did it well. But what I think that uh, the biggest thing that comes out of the debate is that around the world, they're probably looking at us and laughing at America, just like they laughed at Donald Trump and were caught on tape, the world leaders. And so our standing in the world is going in the opposite direction, and that does not make us safer. For a lot of people who may be in the position that they were in with Hillary and Trump and not excited about either, I think last night was a moment of clarity that one guy is just uh, bat crap crazy, and the other guy is genuinely concerned about their well-being and has a plan to get America moving back in the right direction. So I think it will lock in our soft support and it will make others uh, give us a second look. When I look at guys like you, I see the future. When I look at Senator Harris, I see the future. I just don't see the future. I didn't see the future on that stage. I actually saw in America I'm so tired of. I will give you the visual was two older white men. Uh, however, uh, one of those white men picked a black woman to be his running mate. And one of those white men uh, vowed very early on to make sure that he uh, will put a black woman on the Supreme Court because that's a one, it's a segment of the population that's been holding us down for a long time. But two, it's a segment of the population that has never had a voice on the highest court in the land. And I think that if you look at those commitments, that speaks to uh, who he is, along with the fact that he wants to have the most diverse cabinet in the history of America. And look, his uh, Lift Every Voice agenda, it is the most ambitious black agenda of any presidential candidate uh, in the history of uh, America. If we get Joe Biden and Senator Harris in the White House and, you know, the black agenda, the criminal justice reform, prison reform, all of these things, if they don't get done, we blame you, Congressman Cedric <laughs> Richmond, because you are the hood black whisperer in that uh, White House. We have to blame you. Don't cry now. Charlemagne, look, I'll take that. And if we get in and we can't uh, expand funding to Title I schools, create economic environment for black men and black businesses, if we can't do more to protect, uh, look, it should be low-hanging fruit that black people can live their lives without being shot or killed by the police. That should not right. be asking a lot. Criminal justice reform, making sure that it makes sense, holding prosecutors accountable so that white kids don't get diversion in drug court and black kids get a plea bargain. 
if we can't accomplish those things, look, I will take the charge. I'll take the lick uh, because I deserve it. I am vouching for this vice president, and I believe when we get in office, we're going to be able to accomplish those things to move the black community forward deliberately. Well, thank you for joining us, Congressman Cedric Richmond. We appreciate you for checking in. Don't let this be the last time, man. We got, what, 35 more days before the election? We got, we got 35 days. I'll come on after uh, Senator Harris does her thing uh, next Wednesday. So I know she's going to uh, show up and show out and, and do a really good job and show America what uh, she's made of and what black woman magic is. So, uh, right. you know, we could do it right after that. All Let's right, sounds it. good. All right, my Thank brother. you for checking in, brother. Peace. Okay, you're Thank you. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Angela Yee is on vacation. Let's talk Mariah Carey. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlemagne, what Mariah Carey says... Honey dip skin. Who do you think she's talking about? Man, shut up, man. And tell a goddamn story. Now, Mariah Carey. Flirt. <laughs> Mariah, I'm not. I'm just saying what she says. Mariah Carey is opening up about her first sexual experience with Derek Jeter, going as far as to call him the honey dip skin. Now, in her new book, The Meaning of Mariah Carey, she says when they first met, they didn't hit it off right away. She said it wasn't until they shared their experiences about being biracial that Mariah Carey saw Jeter as Prince Charming. Oh, now, that's know, amazing. Biracial love. You want to know about their sex life? Now they said the two began to secretly talk. In a Why are you talking room. like this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels like I should be. All right. The two began to secretly uh, talk. Shared a warm, slow, intoxicating kiss on Cheetah's roof. Which you a Yankee fan, song, right? Which inspired her song, The Roof. Yes, I am. You sound like you masturbated to a Derek Jeter jersey or two. Yo, in your what life. is wrong with you? They said they never took it further because neither of them wanted to cheapen their romance by cheating on her marriage. So when the relationship was over with Tommy Matola, they started dating. Everything was just so new and sweet down to the smooth texture of his honey dip skin. It was how she it was calling supposed him honey to feel. dip. <laughs> That's all you got. I don't know. First of all, there is no human on alive that is the complexion of honey. I'm thinking, let me think. Who's the complexion of honey? I can't think of nobody. That's the complexion of honey. Uh, me. Hello. Honey My dip skin. Up. Um, I got like honey, honey, honey ain't yellow. You the color of dirty urine. You got dirty Stop urine it. dip skin. Anyway, TJ, back to if my you got story. dirty urine dip skin. Back to my story. When you don't Carrie drink enough it, water. Carrie called the experience so sensual and admitted he was the only, the only, the second guy she had slept with. Carrie knew it wasn't going to last, saying that they were both huge stars and could not live up to each other's fantasy, but they both fulfilled each other's needs at the time. DJ was mean? a love in my life, not of my life. What do you mean you can't live up to the fantasy? I don't know. I why, 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 why them being stars can't live up to the fantasy? Is this Mariah Carey book out? I need to read it. I've been wanting to read Mariah Carey book. It actually sounds amazing. Is it out? Nah, nah, I don't think it's out yet. Well, they putting out too much because I feel like I didn't read the book. I want to read the book. Just give me the goddamn book. When does it drop? Do we know? No, I don't know. It sounds yeah. interesting. I want to read it. it now, Bryson, Bryson Tiller releases his album tomorrow. It's called Anniversary. He had a Zoom session with some of his fans where they could listen to some of the album. Of course, his uh, fans recorded some of it. And one of the records that everybody's talking about is Bryson Tiller featuring Drake. Let's hear a clip. I've been thinking maybe things were never the way we made them out to be. How we thought they were. Lately, I'm not 
sure. One thing for sure is when we're together. Toxic as ever. Make no mistake, all the roads lead to we shouldn't be together. Uh, why would you yawn like that? Oh, I, 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 maybe that wasn't reference to that record. I don't think it was a reference to that record. Though. I'm just tired. Um, I'm a, hey, I'm a check Bryson Tiller out. I'm an R&B fan. And uh, you uh, to, do, do you ever feel bad when Bryson Tiller drops music because uh, you were supposed to sign him? Uh, not that I was looking at his, his honey dip skin. Shut up. My intern, uh, his name is Neil. Shout out to Neil. Actually manages him and was trying to bring him to me. But, you know, dealing with artists, artists are crazy. So I was just, I just necessarily didn't listen. But, um, and Andre Harrell, the same. Andre Harrell didn't listen either. And he got signed and he's doing big things. So I'm proud of both Bryson Tiller and uh, Neil. So continue to do your Rest thing. Rest in peace, Andre Harrell. Yes, keep doing your thing, Bryson. I'll be checking out the album tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And also, lastly, T.I. appeared on All Deaf Digital's Arts and Raps, and he got uh, interviewed by two kids named Dylan and Zariah, and they didn't take it easy on him, and they asked him some questions like this. Why do they call you Rubber Band Band? Okay, uh, okay, well, see, uh, in a land far, far, far away called Camerton <laughs> Road, times before I was doing what I'm doing right now, I, I, I had to, I had to kind of fulfill my financial needs in the area of manufacturing and, distri- and distribution of illegal pharmaceuticals. Big words we don't even understand. Well, you know what? <laughs> don't even worry about it. Let's just say I had to keep my money my money in my pockets neat. So what would you do if some kids asked you about your old past? I'm going to be honest with you, man. Nothing makes you feel dumber than telling kids you used to sell drugs or any of the crimes that you used to commit because explaining the old you, the people, especially kids, it's it's awkward and dumb. It makes you feel awkward and dumb because as you are explaining it, your brain and heart start to compute to you how stupid how you used to be. How dumb it was. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's, it, it's actually the kind of stuff that brings you to tears in therapy. You know, sometimes it's tears of sadness, you know, and sometimes it's tears of joy, and it just makes you feel dumb you know, when, when you're talking to kids about your past. But, I mean, that's why I write books, okay? That's why I wrote Black Privilege, Opportunity Comes to Those Who Create It. And that's why I wrote Shook One, Anxiety Playing Tricks on Me, because you purge. You get it all out. The good, Correct. the so-called good, the so-called bad, the so-called ugly, and you let people learn from that. But when I'm sitting down talking to kids, I'd rather talk from the place where I am now in my life, the brother who... Yeah. has been to therapy, the brother who has a sacred purpose coach, the brother who's faithful to his wife, who has kids, who has grown, who has evolved, because my understanding of myself in life is much better now than trying to explain from that perspective when I was in the street being a dumbass knucklehead. And not even in the street, two, 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a matter of, of telling them your experience, so hopefully they learn from your your bad experiences. And, and the same thing, I, I do the same. It. And even with my kids, just let them know the truth. I'm not proud of it, but I want them to know to be like, Daddy did some dumbish, and, you know, thank God Daddy's still here because of it. But Yeah, and not even when you're talking about it from the perspective of being in the street, like I said, like, even if it's just 10 years ago, and I'm talking mm-hmm. about how we used to be to just the dumb-ish. public. You know what yeah. I mean? On radio, whatever, podcast, just you feel stupid. You're like, God yeah. dang it. Absolutely. And you can't you can't tell them that story because kids are very impressionable. So they yes. think they can do that same BS you did, whether it was from the street or whether what you was doing what you were doing in entertainment, and they think it's gonna work for them. It's not gonna work that way for you, cause you're not me. That's right. And you well, still and I still got my ass kicked quite a few times out here. I sure did. Absolutely. Not physically, but you know what I mean. 
And that is your rumor report. And Mariah Carey's book is out right now. So if you order it on Amazon, you'll get it by the, th- the second or third, which is uh, okay. a day or two. So you can pick my up that wife, book. I need to get that book. I think my wife ordered it for me because I went to go look on my phone just now and it says it arrives Saturday, October 3rd. So she'll do Like when she hit me say I want a book, she'll always order it for me. Okay. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now, who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, Four after the hour, uh, USPS is getting donkey of the day. We really need to have this conversation. This conversation is stemming from something that happened in Florida, but it's a teachable moment, a larger conversation to be had, because I think this is some foreshadowing that people with foreskin need to listen to. Oh, boy. All right, we'll get into that next. And also, don't forget, as C&E is after that. So if you need relationship advice or any type of advice, get on them phone lines right now. Charlemagne and I help you out. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm gonna fatten all that shit around your eyes. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They wait for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. They had to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yeah. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Donkey of the day for Thursday, October 1st. God damn it, it's the 1st of October. I truly cannot believe it's October, and I have to stop saying God damn it, but I truly cannot believe it's October. We've really been in the house for over six months. Yes, we have. Unbelievable. But donkey of the day for uh, Thursday, October 1st is going to USPS. For all you individuals who trust mail-in voting, who think that your votes will be counted by mail and, and get there on time, One, you believe in America and its institutions way more than I ever could. All right? Salute to your patriotism. And two, in this era, when we know folks be cheating when it comes to elections, if you are an able-bodied human being who is able to get up and go cast your vote in person, do it. And this story is a prime example why. See, Sue Burgess of Ridgeman of Florida, she won the lottery. Okay, $1,000 to be exact. One rack, one stack, a grand in her hand. She won in a second chance lottery drawing. Drop one of Clues Bombs for Sue Burgess. $1,000 is a nice chunk of change. You can get some bills paid, get some rent paid, put some food on the table. An extra $1,000 in your pocket is good money, okay? That's the universal basic income Andrew Yang wants to give out everybody. Wants to give to everybody, you know, uh, once a month, $1,000, okay? Sue found out she won on July 29th. And most people would go to their local lottery office to claim any prize over $600 in person. Well, according to Complex, all the locations were closed due to the coronavirus pandemic. July 29th, we was on lockdown, okay? And that left, you know, Sue with only one option. And that's the option to mail her ticket to the state's headquarters in Tallahassee. Now, imagine being Sue Burgess, okay? Put yourself in her flip-flops in Florida for one second, please. All right, coronavirus pandemic, everything shut down, money tight, you're praying to God for a blessing, and then boom, $1,000 in your lap. You win $1,000 in the lottery. Look at God. But the lottery locations are closed. So you, Sue Burgess, have to either send your ticket in a Dropbox or certified mail. You choose the latter because you only had a few days left to get your ticket postmarked and meet the one-week time frame, giving the winners to claim their prize, and then this happens. Let's go to WFLA NBC 8 for the report, please. 
Sue Burgess was overjoyed to win a thousand bucks in the second chance lottery for the Monopoly scratch off game. Florida Lotto District offices were closed because of COVID, so Sue was told in order to get her winnings, she could either put the ticket in a local office drop box or send it certified mail to Lotto headquarters in Tallahassee. She chose what she thought was the safest option. Her tracking information shows that the ticket made it to the Tallahassee Post Office at at 7:12 a.m. on August 12th, and even now, more than six weeks later, it's listed as in transit. Since Sue's ticket didn't arrive, a lot of spokeswoman tells me her money was given to an alternate winner. The Postal Service tells me they don't know what happened to this package and they're investigating. Meanwhile, I was able to get the Florida Lottery to bend a little. They tell me that they're not responsible for mistakes from the Postal Service, but that if this package shows up and it's postmarked on time, they will give Sue her $1,000. USPS done lost Sue's $1,000 ticket. Sue, I can taste the anxiety and the disappointment you felt in my mouth right now. When you fix your mind on something and you can see it, visualize it, you start making plans for it, and then it just gets lost like that, it makes you feel like life sucks. You know what I mean? How bad can things get? All right, the tracking information showed that the ticket arrived at a post office in Tallahassee at 7.12 a.m. on August 12th, but it never made its way to the lottery office. All right, showing... It actually showed her ticket as still in transit, so it was not delivered. And to add insult to injury, since the ticket never made it to the office on time, her prize went to an alternate winner. Somebody else done got Sue's blessing, all because of the incompetence of the USPS. I'm saying all that to say this is Florida, one of the most important swing states in the presidential election. Florida, do you really trust mail-in ballots? Everybody out there, do you really trust mail-in ballots? Now, we had Congressman and Biden co-chair Cedric Richmond on last hour. He said he trusts mail-in balloting. Once again, for anybody out there that trusts mail-in balloting, y'all trust America and its institutions way more than I do. And I'm going to tell you why. Granted, Sue probably was just a mistake, but just think about that. On a random day in July, mail just getting lost. It's been six weeks since that ticket allegedly arrived at the Tallahassee Post Office. Who knows what happened to it? Maybe Sue forgot to sign the back of it and somebody else signed it and claimed the money, but that couldn't have been the case because it went to an alternative winner. So scratch that idea. Random day in July, ticket gets lost. What's going to happen in November? See, when I keep telling y'all that you have way more faith in America and its institutions, it's because of things like this. Tuesday night, the celebrity in chief, the highest ranking white supremacist in America, Donald J. Trump, refused to condemn white supremacy. Even told Vanilla Isis, a.k.a. the Proud Boys, to stand back, but stand by. Now, let me ask you a question, because I could be wrong here. Maybe I didn't notice, but I didn't see a whole lot of outrage from the Republicans. I didn't see a lot of Republicans coming out to condemn Trump. Forget politics for a second. I didn't see a whole lot of people completely outraged, period, by those comments. I mean, of course, the usual suspects in left-wing media, you know, black folks, minorities. But what I'm talking about is a statement like that from the president of the United States of America should have had the country in a complete uproar. Like, everyone and their mother should have been raising holy hell about that statement, but they didn't. Envy, did you notice anybody raising real hell about that statement? Now, P, P, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking about the usual suspects, but just in general. No, not at all. You know why? Because white silence is compliance. They agree with that fool. 
They like that energy. So with that said, do you think these sneaky Trump supporters, these undercover white supremacists who wear cone head hoods at night, but they're your teachers, lawyers, doctors, CEOs of these Fortune 500 companies, and USPS workers by day, do you think these folks want to see you voting against their guy? Hell no. They're going to be throwing your votes away, tossing them. If you think Sue Burgess' lottery ticket got lost in Florida, wait until mail from high black and brown districts in Florida goes missing around election time. You have been warned. Let's not act like if those lottery offices were open, Sue wouldn't have been down there ticket in hand collecting her money, okay? Mailing in the ticket was a last resort for Sue because she had no other option. All you young-ass folks with strong immune systems, Put your damn mask on, grab your hand sanitizer, and go to the polls on November 3rd. It's just as essential as the drugstore, the pharmacy, eating outside of the restaurant, going to a club, pulling up to your weed man, pulling up to your pill man, pulling up to your shroom man. Whatever you've been doing during this pandemic to go outside, do it to go outside and vote, because I don't trust mail-in voting. Just like poor Sue shouldn't, and I'm sure at this point doesn't trust the USPS to ever, to ever run her that money. Please give the USPS the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Oh, now you are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. And something tells me it won't be the last time I have to give a USPS donkey of the day in the next... Uh, 40 to 50 days. Yeah. Also, man, if anybody out there knows uh, Sue, Sue um, Burgess of Ridgeman of Florida, mm-hmm. tell her to holler at me. Uh, I, I feel like she's on Facebook. I'm not active on Facebook, but I feel like I feel like she's on Facebook in flip flops in Florida. You stupid man. Yeah. I just need. I just want to. I just want to highlight her for a second. That's all. I'm gonna highlight her. That's all. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, ask C and E. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now it's time for Ask C and E. Angela Yee is out, so Charlamagne and I will be holding it down. So let's go to the callers. Hello, who's this? Hi, I'm Veronica. Hey, Veronica. What's hey, Veronica. C&E? How are you, Queen? Hey, I'm good. I'm real good. Um, I actually had a question for Charlotte. Well, both of y'all, but Charlemagne, I think, could really, uh, really get it more than DJ Envy because he's like oh, a that's, loyal you, dude. That's, that's usually how it works. He's a little what? I like that last part. What did you say? He's he's a loyal dude. Um, oh. To his woman. <laughs> to his woman. Awesome. All right. So, so I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm That's what not she said. For what you did in your past, I'm just saying you got a little more experience of not being a good guy. Yeah, I'm trying to be loyal. That's true. I, I like that last part that you, you know, said. Every man's trip, but anywho. Go ahead, mama. So I've been with my dude now for six years, and at this point, it's like I'm getting on the tired verge. Okay, so every once in a while, he may like I may catch him talking to a girl. Or I may look in his text messages and see that he was talking to his ex. Or one night he he didn't even come home. So like I'm so tired now because it's like I give all my loyalty to these guys and it's like never I never get a good a good return in my for my loyalty. It's like it's it's like every woman that's so loyal they always run into these these 
dirt bag, you know, and I'm, I'm tired. You know, I just want to actually really know because this time in this relationship, I can't walk away. I can't just get up and take off because I got kids now. So it don't matter. It's like, I don't kids shouldn't make you stay. It's, it's, if he's being disrespectful and, and out all night and, and not calling you, not telling you where he is, he's talking to other chicks, don't let the kids be the reason you uh, stay and keep getting hurt. That's not, that's not, even, the, that's not even the issue because he called. He called, well, babe, come out here with me or whatever the point. My whole thing is, when are you going to become a man to where you make your decisions and mm. and make us our part, you know, make your decisions not reflect the people who really here for you. You know, right. so, like, if he out, he partying too hard and he end up getting drunk asleep on his friend's couch. No, you should be an adult and know where your limit is. You know right. what I'm saying? Stop, get a little sober and bring your butt home. How old is he? He's 33. So, man, you want to start? He's 33. All right. I've been with my woman for I've been with my, my woman for 22 years. Um, married for six. Completely faithful for four. Actually, the last time I I I, I did any dirt was October 2016. That is a fact. So y'all been together for six. So you got about 12 more years before um he 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 hangs his jersey up for good. <laughs> no, you ain't um, you ain't gotta wait that long. <laughs> you ain't gotta wait that long. No, <laughs> you, you, you are a true you have caught, you caught him. You like, should know what it is. Like really nah, nah, don't listen to Charlamagne. You got to give him an ultimatum. Tell him you 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 want a grown ass man. You don't want a boy. All that being out in the club, not taking care of home, is a problem. Don't don't listen to Charlamagne. He got twelve and more years. And furthermore, you put furthermore, your foot down and you tell him what it is, and you keep your foot on his neck. I agree with Envy because when my girl, my my my, my, my woman, no, I'm saying my woman broke up with me for a whole year. Uh, when when she had just graduated from college. So that definitely, you know, did put the fear of God in me. So I agree with Envy on that. But I'm going to tell you something else. I'm not as much of a dirtbag as your man because I ain't never stayed out all night. I always had <laughs> good sense that God gave me to take my ass home well, after I did Let me tell you something. If he was out, well, him being out all night, if I didn't know who he was, I probably would have went crazy. But I got this man, like, we follow each other on our location, on our cell phone. So I know where he at. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's just, I want right. to see if he makes a responsible decision to sober up and come home. Like, well, I keep your foot on his neck, going mama. Out there chasing and seeing if you're going to come home. I shouldn't have to keep calling you, asking you when you're going to come home. And I shouldn't have to sit up till 5 o'clock in the morning to make sure you say. I shouldn't have right. to do that because you put, you put more on my shoulders. You know, right. I've never, the whole six years, I've never actually left him to where I need to make him realize what he got. You know what I'm saying? I've never done that. And well, I sometimes like you got to put that ultimatum on. I think the problem is he knows that. He knows you ain't leaving, so he knows he can disrespect. So you put the fair God in him, and I'm sure he'll he'll act right. And good luck, mama. Yeah, and, and I want to tell you too, man, the way the way people treat you is a statement about who they are as a human being. It's not a statement about you. So I don't ever want you to think that you're not a good woman, you're not a good mother. It has nothing to do with you. That man has a lot of insecurities. That man has a fragile ego, and he's searching for something in other women that he can only find within himself, period. Absolutely. Well, good luck, mama. All right, ask ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Ye, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Yeah, Hello? Hello? Hey, what's up, bro? What's your question for CNE? Order me something, man. Hey. Order me something, man. Give me hey. something. Hey, Charlamagne. Yeah. Listen, uh, I got a question for you real quick, like, Look, I got, I've been married for like 17, 18 years, right? I'm disabled military. I got 100% disability. 
I, I originally called to say something about my wife. But if there's any way, look, I need your help. I needed your help like a year ago. Because one of my disabilities is like PTSD and all that stuff. And I almost killed myself. I got two kids, right? And the reason why I'm calling you is because you always speak about mental health, right? And yes, I'm Dominican. I'm Dominican, right? So we don't believe in that. So just like black people, you know what I mean? I consider myself like, not, not that I consider myself black. That's not what I'm saying. But we I, are I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay, cool. I want you to take my number because I'm going to need you. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm getting help right now with my mental okay. health. You know what I'm saying? And I'm getting better. But what I'm saying is I try to call this radio station before because I feel like, you know how sometimes God tells you, like, do something, and you you either listen to it or you don't. You know what I'm saying? So I was calling you back then when I was in my darkest place because I feel that you had the answer to help me out. You know what I'm saying? Well, I tell you what, um, I don't have all the answers. You know what I'm saying? I'm still going on my journey just like you're going on your, your journey. But I do have a lot of resources and a lot of people that you can talk to, people that, you know, have, have helped me get through. And I have no problem sharing those resources with you, my my Dominican brother. Okay? Well, hold on. Hold on one second. Don't, just, we're not going to hang just, up. We're going to get your information. I, I got a real question for the brother, though. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Ask, ask me the question. You're a Dominican, right? Yes, sir. How many pair of white jeans do you own or have you owned See, I knew it. throughout I knew your it. life? Seriously. <laughs> Hold on. Like, seriously, I, I probably like once or twice because there was a white party and I needed okay. to buy everything white. Okay, okay. So All okay. Dominicans don't have white jeans, Charlamagne. Hold on, man. I didn't man going say that. You asked that man about his I'm white about, jeans, man. I'm about to get your, I'm gonna get your number. Leave your number with the producer. Goodness I'm going to um, hit you in the show <laughs> over in like an hour, all right? Goodness gracious. Hello, who's this? Yo, this magic. Imagine what's your question for CNE? Yo, man, I got I got some questions, ma'am. Uh, a little relationship problem I got going on right now. Been with my girl for a year. She got three mm -hmm. kids, and uh, she's pregnant with, now with her, uh, the fourth one by me. This is my first one. But, like, it ain't easy for oh, me, She got man. three like, from another man. Give me hell. Huh? Yep. She got three from another man. No, she got, she got three yep. different baby daddies. Oh. Well, she, well, she has four now. Four baby daddies now. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah. And, and and it's been rough for me, man. It's like, I go through hell. I, I do everything she asks me to do. Basically, I've been a do boy for her since she's been pregnant. And she calling me selfish just because, like, I, I, I complain or something like that for getting up in the middle of the night doing something for her. Like, I'm doing it, so shut up. But she don't I, respect I, you, I don't bro. Know, man. It's, it's kind of hard to respect the fourth baby daddy. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm scared for my life though, for real, man. I, I ain't saying. Why are you scared, scared for your scared life? She put hands on you? Yeah, she has. She has. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah, easy for me, saying, bro. No, I ain't. No, I'm saying this, this is just one time incident, but that's what she used to. No, nope. done that in her past. And I'm toxic woman. Her, I'm not that guy, you know. From I'm not your ex baby daddy or nothing like that. Want to come home, get drunk and put you know put my hands on you and stuff like that. You know, I, I communicate. You know. Just talk to me, whatever the problem is, we'll try to solve it instead of just arguing back and forth. But like I said, she ain't got that in her. And now she's pregnant, now, and now she's talking about she don't want to be with me no more. And that's not what I want out of my life. My first child, I want to be all family, not just. Oh, man, I feel bad for you, bro. You're in a beautiful relationship. You're with somebody that's toxic. Oh, man. Are you taking care of the other three kids, too? I'm 31 having my first child, and it ain't how I want it to be. Are you taking, Are you taking care, care of the other kids, kids too? too? Really driving me crazy. 
Boy, if you don't listen to me, are you taking care of the other three kids? Barely. Barely. <laughs> are you taking care of them? So you are. No, I'm saying like I, I do what she asked me to do for them or whatnot. Boy. <laughs> listen, if the roles were reversed and you was dating a toxic man with four different baby mamas who put hands on you, what would your girls be telling you to do? Leave. Man, people been telling me to leave, but I just didn't listen. I don't know why. I really well, listen don't know to why. your goddamn leave, girlfriends. Your girlfriends you are telling you to leave right now. You said you fear for your life. She puts hands on you. She makes you do everything. You sound like you do everything, and you're about to lose it. So you better leave her me, alone before she hits you with a, 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 a frying pan, some grease. All your girlfriends. Something. I'm Tony Childs. Okay. Envy is Joan Clayton. We telling you to leave, Maya. Okay? Actually, you would be Lynn in this situation like this. This is something Lynn would get herself into. All right? You got, she, she got three kids already from three different baby daddies. You got one on the way from you. Be a father to your child, but this sounds like a very toxic human that you're dealing with, and she needs to get some healing. And when she gets some healing and becomes the woman that you need her to be, then you can be with her. I told her. Yeah. I told her. She was talking about getting married and stuff before the baby get here. I told her, if you want to do that, we're going to have to go to counseling. She told me she don't need that. <laughs> really? It's just stressful, man. It's really putting a toll on me for real. You know what toxic people do? They they never let things go. They can't move forward. They bully. They intimidate. They lie. They create drama. They play the victim, and they act out of fear and insecurity. That's all that person is doing to you right now. You got to go, bro. Be a father to your child. That's a very toxic woman. She sounds like the future of females. Repeat after me. I am strong. I am strong. I will not let her hit me anymore. I will not let her hit me anymore. What? I will not let her hit me anymore. That's right. I am strong. I am a good man, and I am a good father. I am strong. I am a good man, and I will be a good father. There you Nigga, go, where brother. you got that written down at, Envy? And why you? Yeah, just what, right is that now. your daily him, affirmation? I'm trying to give him the self-esteem to make him feel good this morning, man. Brother, you go out there, you have a great day, and you take care of business. All right, brother? Eliminate all toxic people from your life, man. Why we always give people more chances than, than they deserve? Why do we do that? that man a little self-esteem, all right? Wow. Ask C&E, 800-585-1051. We got rumors coming up. Uh, a couple people had some babies. We'll tell you about it when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Now, like earlier, we got to congratulate Usher. Usher, welcome to Baby Girl, Severin Bo Raymond. So congratulations to Usher. Salute to Usher. Also, uh, Kevin Hart and his wife, Aniko, they welcome a baby girl, Kaori Maya Hart. So congratulations to them as well. Salute to all the hearts. Mm -hmm. And lastly, Donald Glover, you know, during a GQ conversation, he revealed he had a son during the pandemic. He said it was really weird because he, an uh, hour before his son was born, he just had seen the George Floyd video, and then his son was born an hour, later, an hour later. He said it was just nuts. He said, I was in a hospital bed. My son had just been born an hour before I seen this video. It was such a weird moment. It was such an intense, weird moment. He says, because I was just watching the video, like, it was eight minutes long, and then all of a sudden I had my son. Somebody who, you know, played Simba in The Lion King should understand the circle of life. That's exactly what that was that he witnessed. He witnessed a, a baby being born, and he witnessed mm -hmm. a man, you know, tragically being killed. But it's still life, and it's still death. That is the circle of life. The circle mm -hmm. of life, you know, that's, that's it. 
Yeah, well, he named the baby after his dad that uh, recently passed away. So, again, congratulations to Donald Glover. It's, now, it's, uh, it's, it's actually very, it's very uh, symbolic that a person who played Simba got to witness the circle of life in that way. Because that's all it is. The circle of life is just, you know, symbolic terms for the series of events that unfold on Earth, bringing us from cradle to the grave. That's all. Ups and downs. Love and, love and misfortune. Now, also, shout out to Jay-Z and Rock Nation. Uh, they appointed the first ever black executive producer for the Super Bowl halftime show. The brother's name is Jesse Collins. So congratulations to him. And I love Drop what Jay-Z and brother is doing. What do you mean a brother name is Jesse Collins? Drop on the clues bonds with Jesse Collins, okay? Jesse Collins has been a guest on The Breakfast Club. Jesse Collins has done things like the New Edition movie and the, the mm -hmm. Bobby Brown movie, produces the BET Awards every year. You know, he's doing the Uptown, um, the Uptown Records movie based on the life of Andre Harrell. Mm -hmm. Which I'm a consultant producer on as well, too, by the way. Rest in peace, Andre Harrell. But yeah, salute to Jesse Collins, man. Jesse gets busy out here in these streets. Definitely does. So congratulations to him and shout to Jay-Z and Rock Nation. And also, uh, Jay-Z and Meek Mill's Reform Alliance scores a major victory in California. Now, they're saying that is celebrating his first major victory by signing a new bill into the law. Now, this new bill... Um, will drastically reshape Cali's probation system and give hundreds of thousands of Californians a better shot at exiting the criminal justice system for good. So they are definitely doing the work. Yeah, man, reform does so much great work that the culture may not appreciate, but society as a whole does, and that's what, what ultimately matters. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, you know, drop on the clues bombs for reform. Like, I mean, they, they're, they're always constantly doing the work. They're never not doing the work. Like, yeah. like, like they're always doing things for, 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 for to reform the prison system. So salute to reform. Yeah, the new law limits adult probation sentences to a maximum of one year for a misdemeanor and two years for felony offenses. So That's that big. will greatly reduce probation violations. So shout to reform and Hove and Meek Mill and everything that they're doing because they're doing a great job. Mike Rubin as well. They're doing really, really great. Absolutely. And lastly, I reported this earlier, but I just I just love this. LeBron James has purchased his third property in California that he owns right now. He purchased a mansion for $36 million, 9,100 square feet, two guest homes, swimming pool, tennis court, uh, two and a half acres. He just bought that. He makes $37 million a year in the NBA, and this house was $36 million. So shout to LeBron James for that. LeBron got it. And clearly the James family ain't leaving L.A. no time soon. That sounds yeah, like that's the permanent residence for the rest of the, rest of the life, okay? So Ooh, kids, yeah. you're going to grow up in L.A., all right? You're going to go to go to school in L.A. and graduate from L.A. And, you know, they, that, they're going to be first nesters in that house. Mm -hmm. That's what they call it? First nesters? First, yeah, first nesters. Yeah. yeah. Brown and Savannah, so. they'll be first mm -hmm. nesters in that house. So drop on the clues bombs for the James family. I love it. Mm -hmm. And he bought that uh, that property from Lee Phillips Bell, uh, that was her home. She passed away. She was the creator of The Bold and the Beautiful and The Young and the Restless. She's the person who kept your grandma them entertained all those years. All those moments you had to share with your grandma around 3 o'clock, 3.30, 4 o'clock. She told you sit your ass down and do your homework or just sit your ass down and eat your, you know, toast or mm -hmm. biscuit with, with syrup. That was my life. Yes, it was Lee Phillips. All right. So her, her estate sold that to LeBron James. So congratulations. And that is your rumor report. All right, now, uh, shout to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
The Travis Scott meal just dropped at McDonald's, featuring the juicy quarter pounder burger with lettuce, pickles, onions, ketchup, mustard, and bacon, all with medium fries and a drink for just six bucks. Don't forget the barbecue sauce. Price and participations may vary. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now we got to shout to Congressman Cedric Richmond for joining us this morning. Yeah, salute to Cedric Richmond. I mean, that was a very productive conversation. I, and I, I've spoken to Cedric um, quite a few times. He, he's the co-chair for the Biden campaign. And um, he's a congressman in Louisiana. And he's what I would call the Negro whisperer. Mm-hmm. If, if Biden gets in the White House with Senator Harris, you know, he's the person that we would go to with a lot of things. He's the person that would keep our issues on the desk of, 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 of Vice President Joe Biden. And if not, that's what we also would hold accountable. So okay. it's good to have people who have those checks and balances that we can that we can get to. Absolutely. All right. So when we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout out to everybody who is, I know a lot of you guys getting unemployment. A lot of you guys are getting help with these checks and everything. And I just hope that you guys are investing in the right place. Uh, I phone Sim who calls me all the time. Uh, he posted a message yesterday. He, it looked like an ad. It was so funny. My man had on a Rolex. His girl had a Rolex on. He had Gucci head to toe. He had Louis Vuitton head to toe. He said he reached out to Envy, and Envy didn't call him back. So instead of buying real estate, I bought that stuff. And I'm like, bro, it don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. Just be smart with your money right now. Now is a good time to get into real estate. Interest rates, money is cheap. That means interest rates are low, so you can get some great properties. There's a lot of things out there if you look. So get out there and definitely, definitely uh, look. All right, why, be smart with why, your money. Why, why do why do why do why do people? And by people, I mean us, black people. Why do black people like things that make them feel good, as opposed to investing in things that will really make you good? You know what I'm saying? Forget good, the looking good, good forget feeling good for the moment. Think about something that's going to actually make you good for a long-term period of time. Something that's going to actually make your family good in the long right. term. We re- I, I know that we've been through a lot in this country and we get our asses kicked constantly, but we really got to stop living for the moment. Seriously. Absolutely. I mean, enjoy the moment, but don't just live for it. You just go, why are you just going to run out and go buy two Rolexes for what? Absolutely. For what? Why? And, and and that's what I told him. I, I told iPhone, I said, yo, iPhone, I have all these webinars online right now because I'm not meeting with people that will teach you. Like, we're breaking down, buying a house, flipping it, fixing it. We go through step by step of what to do and show you the numbers so that way you know I can't meet with you. I'm not meeting with anybody, bro. But I wish you I wish you the best. And, and for the webinars, you can just click the link in my bio because we do them all the time. But just be smart with your money, man. And you, you have all those Rolexes and Fendi and Gucci and all those outfits, Louis Vuitton. But where are you going? Everything is closed yeah. in New York City. Where you going? You can't, you're not going to the clubs. I agree. And I, and I don't wish him the best. I wish him the best as a human, and I want him to live, and I want him to breathe, but I don't wish him the best for making them stupid-ass decisions. Because guess what? I know where those stupid-ass decisions lead. <laughs> There's no ideas original, nothing new under the sun. I know that how this is going to end for you, iPhone Sims. I already do. But you're going to have to realize it for yourself. All right, well, leave us on a positive note. Listen, the positive note is this, man. Uh, I was thinking about the young brother who called up here who's with that woman who has uh, three baby daddies, and now he's about to be the fourth, and the woman is beating on him, and he doesn't know whether he should leave or not. What I should have told the brother is this positive note. You teach people how to treat you by what you allow, what you stop, and what you reinforce. Breakfast club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?